I recently opened up for Twitty and Lynn in March, and that is by far the most exciting experience I've had. And, um, you know, they were just the sweetest people. I really did. We connected so well. I loved them. And it was at the gym theater in Calhoun. I really liked that place. It's been such like a cozy little old time town almost. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we just spent the day up there. I had two shows up there and one day show and one night show. And it was, it was really. everyone, and welcome to Living in the Limelight. I'm your host, Jay Huller. As a quick reminder, please follow us on Instagram at Living in the Limelight Show, and check out our website at livinginthelimelight.com. And of course, you can find our podcasts through all the major streaming services, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Check us out also on YouTube at Living in the Limelight Podcast. Each week, we feature a conversation with a different artist where we delve into what makes them tick, and sometimes we get pro tips on pursuing a career as an artist. If you are a performer or know someone who is and would like to be considered for our show, check out the questionnaire at livinginthelimelight.com, and thanks so much for listening. Jenna Howell, daughter of Kim and Tim Howell, is a well-rounded young lady from the Clayton community in North Georgia. Jenna has performed at fairs and festivals, and most recently, she was asked to open for Twitty and Lynn in March of 2023, as well as being a contestant on Georgia Has Talent 2023. But Jenna is more than just an entertainer. She's a dedicated student, loyal friend, well-rounded athlete, and a Jesus-loving teenager. Let's welcome Jenna to Living the Limelight. Hey! Hey, is this Jenna? Yes, sir, it is. Welcome to Living in the Limelight. How are you today? I'm doing good. How are you? Fantastic. Are you enjoying this dreary weather during a spring break? I am, yes. I was <laughs> planning on fishing today. That ain't going to happen. Though. Oh, no. <laughs> but you, could, you can fish in the rain. It's just it's too miserable to be out there, you right? Can. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's cold. Not trying to get sick. Oh, no kidding. Do you like to fish? I do, yes. I've grown up. We have a little pond down there at the bottom of our driveway, so... That's, I love it. That's cool. And how, how often do you do that? Um, well, I play basketball. So, you know, when, whenever I get a chance, I do. That's Me just, and my dad, we go down there. Oh, that's nice. So that's just one of your go-to kind of like chill out times. Um, and Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, I know you, you lead a pretty busy life, and I'm, I'm hoping we can kind of explore that a little bit. But um, I want you to think back, if you can, to Itty Bitty Jenna and, uh, mm-hmm. and music and kind of where, you know, that all started. Because... You know, you're, you're 13, right? Yes, sir. Okay. So you're 13 and you're like in a, in a big girl world with all these stages and singing and whatnot, but it, it mm-hmm. I know it started somewhere and, uh, I'd love to hear kind of like, this is my favorite part. It really is the, like when the spark happened, when you I don't, did something and you're mm-hmm. like, Oh, I really like this. Um, because that, mm-hmm. that I think is what like drives the passion. So can you remember when that was yes. or near that? Okay, go ahead. Um, well, I started out, of course, singing in church, you know, every mm-hmm. every Sunday and revival and stuff. I always sang in church, loved doing that. And then when I reached about six years old, I'd say six, seven, 
we would go down to like a local little Mexican restaurant and they would have karaoke every Friday night. And so that's when I, you know, started, we would go every Friday night. We would not miss a Friday night. <laughs> nice. But um, I just, that's when I fell in love with it. And I was like, this is really what I want to do, you know? And ever since I've just stuck with that so, and haven't stopped. Um, do you think it was the, the church environment with like, when I think about it, it's kind of like a built-in audience if you're up there. Were you like, were you singing from the pews or did you get to go up like and be part of the choir or what, where were you um, in the church? I was just singing from the bench, you know, we uh-huh. were, we just, yeah, just singing from the bench, but I've always, you know, I've always done that. So and I've always... what kind of feelings does it give you? Is it just the the words that come out of your mouth and, and the, the harmony and the sound can you kind of like, if you could think of the the magic behind all of that, because, you know, like for me, when I, when I'm in church and I sing, it's to me, it's, it, it, you know, we're singing to the song and, and we're, but it's, I don't know if it's the same, but it seems to me like a lot of people who grow up singing in a church and they go on to sing it. There's like, there's something in there that I, I want to get my hands on like that is a, uh, mm-hmm. it's an extra feeling, right? What, what, what kind of, what goes through your heart? What goes through your mind when, when songs are coming out of you? Well, you know, the fact that I'm, you know, singing in church, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's a big part of it because one, I'm singing, you know, to our savior and that's a big part. Uh-huh. And I just, you know, I just feel free and I love doing it. And Do you feel real connected to the words themselves and the meaning behind the words? Do you like the, the melodies of the songs? Is it, 50, yes. When I find a song that I can connect to, there's, you know, nothing that can stop me. <laughs> Is, are you the kind of person, I'm, I'm this way a little bit, where a song will get in my head and just sticks in all day long. That's kind of what's, it, it just kind of comes out in different ways. Yeah. <laughs> that's neat. I am. Okay. So let's go to the Mexican restaurant because I, that's not church music, um, I can imagine. And that probably exposed you and has exposed you to other um, like genres when you hit that, yeah. you know, go up to the guy and say, I'd like to do karaoke. Well, I mean, I imagine by now it's like, oh, hey, Jenna, <laughs> come on up. They call you up and and, yeah. and they kind of know what your, your go-tos are. But what what are, what songs, um, besides church music, what songs have drawn you and that you feel more connected to than others? Um, I, Loretta Lynn is mm-hmm. like truly my idol. Uh-huh. So, you know, I've, you know, Sang her songs. You ain't woman enough is one of my favorites, and that's what people know me for. They're like, "Hey, you're that girl that sings You Ain't Woman Enough." <laughs> that's neat. And uh, just a bunch of the old stuff, you know. That really because I, I've grown up on older type music. I also, I also like like eighties rock, mm-hmm. like Journey, Don't Stop Believing, mm. Faithfully, Bon Jovi, Pat Benatar, all that. Oh, you're speaking that's my, my language. <laughs> yeah, I- <laughs> but yeah. That's and then um, my first ever song I sang at karaoke was a Janet Kramer song, which is kind of newer. So hmm. that's different. But I got the boy and I've, I've loved that song. That's been like forever. My song, you know, that's what I started out singing. Mm-hmm. So every time that comes on the radio, you know, I just feel I feel like a special feeling because that's what I started out on. Have you found that um, music has been sort of a like a moment? Um, definer for your life. So like, I know it's really strong in church for you, but um, when you go outside and you're, I don't know, at, with your friends or the weekend or whatever, and 
have you, because this is true for me, uh, certain songs, like you mentioned, Don't Stop Believing, I can tell you kind of where I was when I was first listening to that song. Do they, do they impress upon you like that, where you're like, that you remember memories that are connected to songs? Um, yes, I personally, yeah, every time I hear that song, you know, I, I connect to it with it. Like me and my mom will be somewhere and don't stop believing like that'll come on mm-hmm. and we'll just look at each other and smile. Like, you know, that's what I've grown up on. and That's a different feeling because she's the one that got me hooked on all the 80s music, you know? So. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. No, I can imagine. Okay, so you mentioned some really great bands. So you'd be the the kid that if you wore like a, the graphic tee of Journey or Def Leppard or whatever, but you would be. Oh wearing, yes, you, I have one too many. <laughs> one too many, but you'd be the one that if if someone said, "Oh, you're just wearing that shirt," because I know there's like that whole thing, but you yeah. you know the music, like you yeah, could, like I know I know my Journey, I know my yeah. You could be like, "I'll sing you some of this," <laughs> <laughs> right? That's really cool. I like that. Okay, so we've got a mix. We've got um, some some good revival church music. Has gospel ever like grabbed a hold of you? Because I've talked to some gospel singers before on the show, and um, I know that 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 one digs in really deep and in and mm-hmm. you know holds a whole part of the heart. Or what type of church music, if you could define it that way, or you know, is it is it like the message is the uplifting? If you were like you know fully describe that feeling in church when you're singing what would what would you describe it as um I just you know like I said I feel free when I something about gospel I I really do enjoy singing gospel Mm -hmm. I just feel you know free and like I can do whatever you know like I just feel almost like unchained like you know I'm somewhere else I guess it's just the best feeling you know and I actually I started writing a gospel song I'm not through with it yet mm-hmm. I'm not I'm almost done but it was just something I threw it I threw it together like really really fast but it's I, I feel like it's more of God doing the work like mm-hmm. getting the message out there it's called free mm-hmm. and you know more more so than I am and I think that's crazy because when I'm writing my like you know the simple country songs it's obviously you know I'm I'm kind of putting my work into that, but and he's helping me too with that. But when I sing gospel, like it's more of him than it is really me saying, "Hey, I'm going to sit down and you know brainstorm, think of what I'm going to write." It's more so it just comes to me. Yeah, that is so fascinating to me because I've heard people describe it in different ways. I'm like, well, what's your, you know, for some artists that have been in Nashville for years, and like, what's your songwriting process? And they talk about these places called writing rooms where they'll go and meet with other artists and just kind of mm-hmm. brainstorm and, and, and they played with something on a guitar or whatever. But there is that, um, I was talking to an artist the other day and she mentioned that she was in a studio um, with a guy and he was playing the guitar and she was just kind of humming and singing along to it. And she started to sing um, kind of, I think it was Shania Twain-ish. I don't want to say like the words from one of Shania Twain's ta- songs, but mm-hmm. it was it was so stark for the guy that he stopped playing the guitar and he's like, you sound just like this artist who wasn't, (laughs) wasn't in the room, wasn't there. It was like echoes on the walls of the room almost. And she Mm -hmm. picked that up. And so I, I've, that is fascinating to me how you'd like, you're saying that God is directing your hand and 
and letting you be the vehicle for, for words to come out. Yeah. And it's almost like you're, you're just there and, and it's just happening. And, and to me, that's art. Like, I mean, how could you better define art is when something is just flowing from you. Right. And it's not a concentrated yeah. effort. That is, that is so cool. Well, I'd love to know when that song is finished, please let us know. And, uh, of course, and yeah. get it out there. Um, so let's, yeah, let's talk about songwriting a little bit. Cause I know in, at 13, you're, you're kind of, you're dabbling in it. Right. But have you, is mm-hmm. that something that you have to, um, study? Because I imagine like a writer, you know, takes English class, goes to probably, you know, university level classes and does this and that. And, and along the way hones their craft. Are you actively like analyzing lyrics of songs you hear and like, Ooh, that's really cool. Or just kind of right now, are you in the process of just letting it happen the way it's going to happen? Um, I get, I don't know. I get my best ideas in the shower. I'll just be, uh-huh, yeah. you know, singing something or I, I'll start humming something. And then I'll be like, I don't know. It's just, like I said before, it kind of just comes to me. Like it's not based off of any other songs. It's kind of just like my own direct thing. And I don't know. It, it just comes to me. I don't really have to study or anything, but then therefore, you know, I don't have a bunch of songs in store or whatever, but you know, the ones that I do are the ones that mean something to me. And if you get that moment where something happens and let's say you're busy, let's say you're showering, let's say you're in the car and you're occupied with something, is it, is it usually strong enough that the, that impulse that you had is strong enough that if you can't jot it down at the moment, it comes back to you? Or are you like, Oh man, I think I lost that. There's been a few times where, you know, something would come to me, but I, I'd forget it. And then I'd be like, Oh, well, I guess that's that. And I, you know, I haven't really thought about it, but most of the time I'd say like 99% of the time I'll, I'll come up with something and it'll stick with me. Like I'll continue to hum it or, you know, like, I think that's really like fascinating because, you know, I, I have the worst memory. Like I cannot remember anything, but (laughs) something about songwriting, it's just like stays with me. Well, I think that's it. There's something about songwriting. There's something about songs that stay with you. I mean, look what it's doing for you now. It's kind of um, shaping the person, you know, part of you anyway, that the person you're mm-hmm. becoming. Yeah, I've always wondered about that because I, I'm, a, you know, older than you and I'm a forgetful person. So uh, I'll, I'll forget it and it's gone probably for a long time. But you're right, though. If it's truly like a, a heart soul kind of connection to you, it's going to come back. And, uh, so, mm-hmm. so if you've got a melody, if you have a, something humming through your head, um, you're learning guitar. Is that right right now? I am. Yes. Okay. I've taken a break. We've got a lot going on. So I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm putting that to the side, focusing more on what's going on and stuff, you know, just got you. Well, so what would you do with that? Let's say it's music only. There's a melody, there's a heart, there's something in your, you know, some notes in your mind. What, what would you do with that for like? would you go to your phone and hum it into your phone and save it that way? Or what would be your way to like store it? Yes. To keep up with it. What I do is I, I just use my voice memos and I have like, you can scroll for days. I have so many little ideas and stuff that have just came to my head. And, you know, I usually, I don't forget them, but just to be on the safe side, I save it to my voice memos so I can go back later if I do forget it. You are living in a blessed age. I'm telling you, that is the most convenient way to save things. I use notes all the time too. 
Yeah. And if you think years and years ago, I mean, someone who went through that same experience and be like, Ooh, what do I do? Maybe they had a tape right. recorder, go further back. Maybe they had to really get the instrument out and like mm-hmm. notate it, right. Get the notes down. So, um, that's cool. I'm glad you've got that, that art. Yes. And since I can't play an instrument, you know, I feel like if I sing it, I'll remember the way I sang it mm-hmm. like before into my phone when I got the idea. Because if I write it on paper, I'm not going to remember how I sang it before. So I think that's gotcha. the best way to go. Have you ever woken up from in like the middle of the night or whatever with something in your head like that? And you've, you've got to go to your phone and get it in there? Um, I haven't, but I've okay. stayed up like really late. <sighs> you know, it was actually working on that gospel song. You know, it kind of came up, came, came to me. I was in the shower. Like I said, my, mm-hmm. my sink is space. And then I got out and you know, it kind of stopped for a minute and then it just came back to me, you know, later that night. I was still awake, but I stayed up real late thinking about that and putting it together. Churning about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Well, I'd love to talk about balance with you because you're the classic example of um, just that person who's got your your hands in, in all sorts of little pots. And I know for you, basketball is huge because you're a competitive player and that takes a lot of your time and you travel with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's school, regular school, and then there's friends and there's family and music. Um, do you find it's difficult? Do you have to set alarms and timers and reminders and all that? Or are you just kind of a little more free with it and, and you, you know, you go along with the schedule of what, is being scheduled for you and the things you'd like to schedule and, and you don't stress over it too much, or is this a, a, like a conscious thing that you really have to kind of juggle all the balls carefully? I don't stress too much about it. You know, shout out to my mom. She, (laughs) she plans everything. She's like, okay, Jenna, we got to go here. Okay. We got to leave early. We got to get to your basketball game. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, we got to hurry out of here. You know, she kind of keeps me on the go and, like, in my place. <laughs> and I'm blessed for that because Lord knows I would be a mess if I did not have her telling me where I needed to be and what time. Yeah. But, well, you're in that yeah, I don't stress too much. You're in that grace period right now where it's, you know, you're right. Um, blessed all moms that help with that and dads, for that matter, that just keep us in our in our spot. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, you're not too, too far away from needn't do that on your own so take good notes and watch how she does it yes absolutely so Mm -hmm. um music for like getting it out for the for the world to to hear do you feel a like a compulsion to do that like a because i know a lot of people talk to you about music and 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 i've heard like when you go to places they like they pull you up on stage and like wait oh you're here please sing with us or whatever like is that a do you feel any sort of um, pressure to to produce music or is it just like you just described where it's like, uh, you know, I'm going to do it when I feel like it, when it gets to that. And are you, do you, do you feel tempted to go and want to like get into that a lot or do you like the way the, the portion of life it takes up now and you like your, your other aspects of life? Like you like the balance. Okay. Um, I, I enjoy, you know, like, I, I think while I'm young, I need to live a little, you know, like, basketball, hanging out with friends and family and stuff, but it is something that I would, you know, consider 
in the future, of course. But, you know, while I'm young, I think it's, it's good for me to just live a normal life. But I am interested in getting into that whole aspect with the singing and getting pulled up and getting my name out there and being known. You know, I think that's so cool. I've, I've always loved to be like the center of attention. You know, I'm the youngest in my family. So huh. I, I think that's so cool. You know, when I, I have, on my TikTok, I have a pretty big platform on there, so I think it's the coolest thing when somebody's like, hey, you're that Jennifer Music from TikTok. And, you know, I just, I love it. <laughs> so let's get into that. I'd love to hear more about this because I'm the 180 opposite of that completely, like absolutely directly. Um, I, if you tried to pull me up on a stage, I would be like, well, can someone else do it? <laughs> and, and I'll do it begrudgingly, <laughs> right? But um, um, as you may have seen in, in Georgia Has Talent, it's a very minimal role that, that, that I'm on stage. But you, you crave that and you love it. And, I, and I, I'm always fascinated why my, um, my older daughter, Kate, is very similar. If there's a karaoke machine playing, she's, she's right there and she's dancing along. And I've, mm-hmm. I admire that so much about people who can do that because it's scary for me. Like, it's not even just, I don't want to do it. It's just, <laughs> it's, the, it's like, um, you maybe couldn't pay me enough, right? And then there's the opposite, mm-hmm. like you who who want to look for opportunities and find that. And that that to me is, is, can you think about how you are and what feelings go through you when you're on stage and when you're the center of attention and when you're entertaining as to really the fulfillment or, or what goes through your mind as you're doing it? um well when I'm I don't know like like you said you know I don't have a problem with getting up there like I it doesn't scare me I mean of course like when I've done some bigger shows or like opened up for people or you know talent shows you get a little bit of butterflies but that's completely normal and I've I've understood that like Mm -hmm. I've been like I wonder why I'm so nervous but you know it's just it's a part of it and um but what goes through my mind is like are they having a good time? Like, am I interacting with the crowd how I should be? You know, like I'm focusing on myself, but I've, I've got like me down pat, like to the point where I'm focusing more so on the crowd. Like, are they having a good time? Do they, you know, what do they think? You know, just trying to make everyone happy. And that's like really what I focus on. And, you know, I, of course I'm having a good time. <laughs> so I think they have a good time. <laughs> Okay, so I think you're onto something that I don't know if I've ever heard explained in in such a simple but stark way. So, when you said the phrase, "I have me down pat," because I think that's the key. If you can, because I wouldn't. I would go out on stage and I would be like, "Well, I don't know if I have me down pat. I don't know if I have <laughs> the right words, or I don't know if." It, I mean, don't make me sing, but if I had to try to sing or something, I'd be like, I think I was sharp or flat or whatever, but maybe <laughs> that's it. Maybe that's if you, you're embracing what you have been given, you know, in your DNA, like you have this <laughs> quality of, of the way you sing and the way you deliver messages and whatnot, and you let that kind of relax, whereas the rest of us who are f- afraid to be on stage or we're stressing over the the, the product, right? And you can relax. You're like, I got this down. I got the product. Now I can put right. my attention toward the people. That's, mm-hmm. that is fascinating because it is. And then that's what makes a great entertainer in my mind is the one are the ones that, you know, can interact 
Okay, so are you looking for faces when you're um, on stage? Are you looking for direct eye contact with someone while you're singing to see if they're smiling or clapping along or whatever? Are you just kind of generally looking at everyone and you get like a vibe or is it both? It's both. Well, you know, sometimes, you know, if there's certain people I haven't seen in a while or like I'm happy to see, looking forward to see, I will look for them in a crowd. That Mm -hmm. is when I can see them because the spotlight is awful bright, you know, in in some environments when you sing in, they'll have real bright lights and you can't see nothing. You just act like you can, but, (laughs) um, but yeah, I do. I mean, I do look for faces and, but I, I do like to see the faces on the people, see what their reactions and emotions are. But for the most part, I'm just trying to make everyone happy that's in there and, you know, make them have a good time and, that's great. So that wouldn't like, um, this maybe speaks to how I am versus you, but okay. Let's say you haven't seen, um, we'll say it's Sarah. Sarah was your best friend until age eight. And then you guys moved away from each other. It was just a simple, real hypothetical situation. And then you're on stage tomorrow and you're singing a song and Sarah is there and you're like, Oh my gosh, it's Sarah. Can you envision like, maintaining composure and still sing the song to Sarah and her friends and everything. And then kind of afterwards hugs and friends, you know, be friends again, or would that be a distraction to you? Um, well, it would be a distraction of course, (laughs) but you know, if I think I, I'm pretty good at like handling it, you know, what's like, what's going on in my head. You know, I, I can, still make the show go on that's what I've always been told the show always has to go on but yeah. I am pretty good about that like there has been friends that I haven't seen in so long and I'm, I'm just you know waiting you know I'm enjoying my time but you know I'm like well I can't wait until this is over so I can you know go say hey but I, I think I do handle that pretty well for the most part you know like I get excited and, and distracted but like like I said you know I I'm have myself together like in, you know, so I don't freak out and everything like that. Okay. Well, this is going to be compliment time because that to me is a super mature professional. I'll use the word professional, professional way to handle, you know, you're doing your thing and you're holding it together. Although inside you're like, like you said, I can't wait to see this person and reconnect and all that. And I, <laughs> I appreciate that about you and I appreciate that about any performer who can do their thing even though life you know is is happening all around and there are things that who knows what's happening I so bravo mm-hmm. to you I'm so proud that you can do that and I'm amazed <laughs> that's imp- so impressive thank you absolutely um let's talk about some of the opportunities that you've had recently and maybe coming up or in the past are there um, some events that you've been and we've mentioned karaoke, so we're, we're good there. <laughs> but um, certain other stages that you've been on and some takeaways, um, because even at the you know the young age of 13, you've done a lot, and um, mm-hmm. it's going to grow and grow. I'd love to know, like, smaller stages versus bigger stages, um, places that you've been that you love the, the vibe of the place, just to, you know, kind of run through your mind some of the venues that you've, you've um, been to, and and perform that and just and get, you know feedback on those places um i recently opened up for twitty and lynn in march 
And that is by far the most exciting experience I've had. And, um, you know, they were just the sweetest people. I really did. We connected so well. I loved them. And it was at the gym theater in Calhoun. I really liked that place. It's been such like a cozy little old time town almost. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we just spent the day up there. I had two shows up there. And one day show and one night show. And it was it was really fun. You know, that's the first time I've ever opened up for anybody or done anything that big. But and how, did that, um, how did that come all come about? Like, did, was it just you got a phone call one day like, hey, Jenna, we saw we heard this or whatever. Or how did how did it happen for you? I know you didn't just like you didn't walk in. You weren't attending that show. Right. And they they <laughs> saw you. Was it beforehand that you, you know, arranged? To yes, write? it was. It was actually like I think eight months before. Oh my goodness! Um, we went to one of their shows. They came to the same theater, you know. Mm-hmm. My mom had heard she, my grandparents. She was gonna take my grandparents, and we had heard about it. And we were like, "Well, let's go." And the thing is, I was spending the night with one of my friends that you know I haven't seen in a while, and so I was like, "I really don't want to go," you know. Like I love Loretta and Conway, but we were so tired and I was like, well, I haven't seen her, you know, I want to spend more time with her. But my mom was like, no, I already got you a ticket. You're going to (laughs) go. And so I went and I was like, okay, whatever. You know, I was Uh kind of down and about the whole thing, but I was like, I'm going to have, I'm going to have fun. And I wasn't expecting anything, but my uncle, we were talking, we were just messing around. We went to lunch that day and he was, he was saying like, um, I'm going to get you up on that stage. Just oh, joking. Really? I thought, <laughs> yeah, he was like, I'm going to get you up on that stage. And so he went and talked to the person that's kind of over the theater mm-hmm. and was like, Hey, my niece, she's, she's good. You know, she's grown up on Loretta. She really loves Loretta and she sings one song. You ain't woman enough. And he was like, well, let me go talk to Taylor and see what I can do. Cause he was, he was super sweet. And so he went and talked to Taylor and, you know, I don't think my uncle, he didn't tell me. He he was, well, he told me, he was like, I went and talked to the guy and told him to pull you up. And I was like, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I was like, no, you did not. But um, we were just sitting there and uh, she goes. Now, this was like a, the day of the show that you were going to attend or after? No, this, okay. this was. This was eight eight months before I opened up to them. Okay, and this is the the same the day you wanted to spend the night with your friend, and you were rolling your eyes and being all teenagery yes, and everything. Okay. It was okay. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm caught up. Sorry, but um, <laughs> but all of a sudden, I, I she just says, "Jenna, is there a Jenna Howell in here?" <laughs> and I was like, I like lifted up from my seat. It was like I wasn't even thinking about you know spending the night anymore. I was like, what? You know, Taylor or Loretta Lynn's granddaughter just said my name. And then, um, you know, I was thinking she's just going to give me like a shout out or something yeah, saying yeah. whatever. But then she said, you want to come help me finish the song and stuff? So I walked up there and, you know, she's like, you're 12 and stuff. And she was like, so I hear you like, you know, you ain't woman enough. And she's like, well, will you help me finish the song? <sighs> and so I helped her finish the song. She was like, just sing the last part of the chorus. And, you know, I hopped right in and I finished the last part and everyone went crazy as well as me. But like, like we were talking about, you know, maintaining the, the, the professional <laughs> control, aspect. controlling our emotions. Yes. And um, I was freaking out, but I, I don't think you could tell. I don't know. <laughs> but 
it was so much fun. And then that's when she, she kind of just asked me on stage. She was like, she's going to open up for next. She didn't even ask me. She's like, she's got to open up next show. And then she was like, will you open up for us March 11th? I was like, that's a long ways away. But you <laughs> <bet>. Wow. <laughs> so right there on the stage. And there's, yeah. there was no rehearsal. There was no practice ahead of time. This was just the, you know, come on up. No. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like sing this chorus. That is amazing. Yeah. And then, so afterwards, after you came off the stage, you, and you're like probably shaking a little bit. Um, yeah. That's when you were able to reflect on the kind of the magnitude of what had happened. Yes. But, I was like, that's when I, I finally got to think it all. I was like, no way. Taylor Lynn just asked me to open up for Woody and Lynn. Yeah, I was crazy. So in your mind, let's, let's see if you can do this. In your mind for those, I, it was probably, what, a minute that you were on the stage because it was the, the the final chorus and everything, maybe some, you know, you're, so that the, were they in the song at the time or did they pull you up at the beginning of that song and then you started singing at a certain part? Um. Well, during the, I think it was like the guitar solo or whatever, uh-huh. she, that's when she pulled me up. She started talking. She was like, wait, wait, wait. And then they, the music kept playing, but she oh, okay. called me up at that time. Gotcha. And I just finished the end of the song. And, you know, she started to sing with me, and then she kind of just put her mic down, and she was like, <laughs> she ran to grab her phone, and then what? she started videoing. No yeah. way. Oh, yeah, I, so I, that was pretty cool. That's amazing. Oh my God. So can you remember what was in your mind while you were singing? Did you have to focus? I mean, I know you know that song backwards and forwards. Did you at all have to focus on, am I singing it? Am I pitchy right now? Am I not? Or just you, you were able to kind of sing like you were singing anywhere. How did it feel? Um, well, I was kind of like, Shay, I, I was a little bit, I think ner- the nerves kind of was getting to me a little bit, mm-hmm. but you know, I kind of was just like singing. I was kind of enjoying the moment. Like, you know, that's a once in a lifetime opportunity. And so I was just kind of like, I, you know, I need to not worry, just enjoy the moment. You know, she called me up here for a reason mm-hmm. and yeah. you know, God's doing his work. So I, I should be fine. And you know, I was fine. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know. I got you another gig right then. <laughs> That's the quickest audition ever. She heard you sing a couple of bars like, okay, yeah, can we have you back? <laughs> <laughs> That's really great. Um, Did you, what was the interaction with your uncle after that? I just, I gave him a big hug. I was like, thank <laughs> you so much. <laughs> so he was at the show. Okay, very good. Yes, he was. Oh, perfect. He was as excited as I was. He's real big into you know, my, my whole career mm-hmm. type deal. And I love that story. And, and that's going to be a story that you'll carry with you, especially. So let's look now sure. all the way down the road. Um, this is so hard. It's hard for anyone to do. I can't even do it myself, but, um, if you had a crystal ball or if you had, you know, the, the magic snap of your fingers to do whatever, what would your, um, music career look like? Um, cause you said it's going to be a part of your life. You think, um, mm-hmm. put yourself down the road. Like, I don't know, let's say you're 25 and, uh, you know, you've, you've, you've done school, how that's going to turn out and, and you're, mm-hmm. you're pushing for, you know, this dream to try to live it out. What would you love to see, um, happen? Where would you be perhaps? What would you be singing? What kind of music would you be 
part of a band? Would you be like solo touring? You just you know, records, you know, a lot of records out. What would you love to, to have happen? We'll try to paint it. Well, ever since I was little girl, I've, I've always, you know, this is something that I've always wanted to do. And if I could look at like down the road, I just, all I can see myself doing is singing, you know, I've, I've tried like playing basketball, like, you know, do I want to go to college to play basketball? Do I not do, but I finally like, I'm like, is that what I really want? Cause everybody always talks about that. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't know if that's what I really want. You know, what I really want to do is be on the road. Like I know I hear that that is like a rough life, you know, it takes yeah. a lot of time and commitment and I get that. But that's all I can see myself doing, and if that's what it takes, you know, I'm I'm willing to put the time and commitment into that. And you know, it'll be hard, you know, leaving my family, but it's as supportive as they are. I'm sure they'll be with me every step of the way, mm-hmm. and so that's not something I have to worry about. And I'm blessed for that. And you know, I just that's all I can see myself doing, you know, in Nashville. Mm-hmm. At the Opry, that's my dream. <laughs> oh, I can see you there. Yeah. I can see you there. And, uh, you know, there, there are young ones that have gotten there um, pretty quickly. If you look at, like, Callista Clark, she she got some mm-hmm. attention real quick, and she's been on that stage probably three times now, and she's, yeah. I think, 17. So, you know, um, absolutely. And I love your, your, your focus on it. And you speak from not like a... I want to be rich and I want to be famous. You're speaking from the, I want, See, yeah, to, I want I, to do this. Like I feel it. Right. As long as I'm doing what I want to do, I don't, I could care less about the money. I could care less about, you know, like, like I said, I like getting the center of attention and, you know, I think it'd be great to be famous and, you know, be the talk of the town. But at the same time, you know, like whatever makes me happy, makes my family happy. That's really like truly deeply what I'm focused on more than anything. Do you think um, it would be exclusive to music or would you delve into other, I'll call them like attention getting um, media like film or TV or um, musical theater or anything, you know, with cameras on you or is this music is like the big pull? Um, well, I, like my social media, I use that just to like get my voice out there. You know, I don't post like my everyday life. I only have a few posts because I don't really like, I don't really put that much time into it. You know, I focus more so like what's coming up or what's planned like in reality. Like I do love social media and I think it is a great way to like get your stuff out there, get your name out there and, you know, start a career. Yeah. But you know, that's kind of just like my side, kind of my side thing. And yeah, what I was wondering I is like, um, besides music, do you think you could see yourself on a TV show or working um, in theater at all? Have you ever tried any like drama stuff? Yeah, I I don't know. I have some friends that do theater, and I think it's so cool, like watching them and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I re- I can't see myself, you know, doing theater or anything. Maybe TV show because I do. I I mean, you know, I think that'd be cool, but I don't know about theater. And, yeah, it's just I wouldn't want to get a title of, like, hey, that's the girl from a TV show. Yeah. I focus more on my music. Well, that's important to know because, you know, if 
if you, I feel like if some people get too spread thin, they're going to be like not well known in any of the areas, right? But um, if you have this strong pull for music, it's going to propel you. Mm-hmm. Very neat. Um, so you're learning guitar. Did you like when you um, went and got your guitar? Was it like a, you know, hey, I'm going to go to Goodwill and just pick the the one I can find nearby? Or did you save up your money because you knew a friend that had a certain kind of guitar? You like, do you look for certain things in instruments? I know you haven't collected many, but you will. Um, or is it does it matter to you as long as it has six strings and is in tune? <laughs> <laughs> well, what happened? I I didn't even have one when we went. We went to some local little place to take guitar lessons, mm-hmm. and they they were like they kind of just told me which one I needed to start off with. So we were like, okay, we'll get it. You know, that'll be what you have for now and stuff. It, I mean, it, it was it's a nice one. I have like a built-in tuner and stuff. So that was really nice having a good one to start off with, mm-hmm. but we, we had a lot going on. I think, you know, we just started too early playing guitar, which I know, I know it's never too early, but All right. I think I should have waited until, you know, I had more free time that I could actually practice. Cause like I said, we get home real late from sports and like singing and just a bunch of stuff. So yeah. and, you know, t- guitar is not my top priority. Like I would like it to get there. But and I I'm gonna start real soon. I I am. I'm working on it. But yeah, back then it wasn't my top priority. From what I've heard, it's it becomes a um a vehicle. It's kind of like you in the the shower where the thoughts happen. I think some people who just kind of strum on a guitar, I've heard it it um it it brings up um, ideas, right? And mm-hmm. it may not even be a, a chord progression that anyone's ever done, or it may not be anything but then you're like ooh, you know and then and the ideas can start to flow so i i could see that for you especially since mm-hmm. you're just beginning it's just like the conduit for um music flowing and then can get more structured and plus i mean gosh one of the most portable instruments around right um i was <laughs> talking to a lady um on the podcast a little while back um and her name is kirsty kraus and she plays um breed love guitars and mm-hmm. and that might be something you should look into because she was like, I never thought about this, but she was all about the portability of a small guitar. It's not a uke um, mm-hmm. and it's not a banjo. It's it's a regular guitar, but it's in a smaller form factor. And I was like, well, why does that make a difference? And she's like, well, if you're you know, on the subway or if you're in a corner of a hotel room or if you're here in a, right. in a car or whatever, you can play it. Right. And then I was like, well, okay. And then, and then she said, and when I'm on stage, I can sling it around my back and it's not even there. I'm like, oh. There you go. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay. So yeah, I think, you know, on, on down the road as you, as you work on instruments, that might be one to look at. Yes. I will definitely have to look into that. Nice. Well, um, cause I'd love to play, but I love to perform too, you know, <laughs> keep it moving. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, I guess that begs a question. So at this moment, um, since you're, you're, putting the guitar development off to the side, you just, it's you and the microphone and that's enough. Right. I mean, it is. Yeah. Are you like a, um, a walk arounder person or do you like to stand at the mic stand, um, for the song? What's your, like, does it depend on the song? I have like a habit, like I'll, whichever hand the mic isn't in, I like move my arm all over the place and kind of like, I'll point at people. I'll (laughs) do whatever, especially in you ain't woman enough. That's when the sass comes out. I'll point at somebody and, you know, but 
I mean, I do, and sometimes sometimes I walk around, but for the most part, you know, I'm pretty. It's pretty much just me, the mic, and that hand moving everywhere. Well, no, that's. I think that speaks to the the expressiveness of the of the art that's coming out of you. Like you know, in the word that you said, sass, I can just see it. Um, because all teenagers are sassy. That's part of the definition of being a teenager, <laughs> anyway. But um, I can I can envision that because you know that one hand has got something to do in that that particular song. Or you, you are <laughs> you ain't woman enough, right? And right. You're, you're indicating some people. So um, of course, yeah, use that hand. That's what it's there for. So yeah, <laughs> I, I'm I'm glad to hear that. Um, so for people trying to find you, and this is a little bit maybe future looking because you're um, still kind of balancing everything. But as people hear about you, what would you like um, for them to look for when they find you? Do you want them to first find you on TikTok? Do you want them to first find you um, on Instagram? Or you're just like not really concerned about any of that. And, and as you, as you develop, I guess my question is, would you like a growing following now? Or do you see that as like maybe a little too much and you want to, because I know with those kind of those things, some, some pressures come because you got people who ask questions and you've got comments and all of that. And, mm-hmm. and, and this, you mentioned social media earlier and I was like, it can be a lot um, if yeah. you're balancing everything or, you know, are you just like, you know what? let it be how it's going to be. And, and this is where, what do you want people to kind of start following your career right now? I guess is my question. Yeah, I would, I would love, I love to have support supporters. I have a lot of supporters and I appreciate them because in most of them, they do understand like from seeing, you know, I don't post a lot, mm-hmm. you know, the ones that do follow me, they understand that. You know, I have a lot of stuff going on. You know, I'm I'm still young, and you know, I'm trying to. I'm gonna get there, and you know, one day I will be posting a lot. I will be pushing it and stuff. But as of right now, like I'm not too worried about it. Like I am worried about it, and I am I am worried about it. You know, I I do think you know it's good to be consistent, consistent, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like it's good that I have people that understand like I can't be posting all the time. And like, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's one of those things. It's kind of hard to explain, but I think, I think I kind of get you in, in, yeah. in many respects and, and tell me if, if this is kind of also what you're saying. Um, yeah. Cause I, I don't want to have like my phone in my face all day. Like, Oh, you know, so-and-so likes my video or, you know, but I do, I do try to answer like all my comments. I make sure I go through and I like all of them. You know, mm-hmm. don't leave anybody hanging. And I think, yeah, again, with the attention thing, I, I think it's so sweet when people are like, "No way, she liked my video." Like, I, I think that is so cool. Like, you know, I could never see someone getting excited about me liking their comment or whatever. But I think it's so cool. Like, there's been a few people have said that, and I just, I think it's one of the coolest things knowing that people look up to me. You know. Yeah. Even though I don't post a lot. But. Well, no, what I was going to say about that is that, like, sometimes um, I think there's a phrase, anyway, it's called, um, I believe it's absence makes the heart grow fonder, something like that, where, you know, if you don't experience something with great frequency when it does happen, it's like, oh. So that's maybe 
how your how your followers and your fans are are you know it's like it's a drip instead of a thing you know an open spigot flowing water it's every once in a while not frequent but when it's happened mm-hmm. when it happens they look forward to it more than if it were more frequent. right so i think that yes. that'd be a great attitude to kind of surround around it and be like you know i i, I mm-hmm. wish i could do more but when i can i, I want to give them like you said you you go back and like the comments and stuff and i appreciate that please please never stop because um we those of us who don't want to get on stage <laughs> we, right we, we as fans do appreciate that a lot that um you know yeah. we get some sort of feedback and and know that there's and you know like as big as you get it like you're never too good enough to you know leave people hanging like that or you know you just stay humble that's what i really believe in like know where you came from you know we're all this like we're all the same mm-hmm. and that's just what i really believe in I, I love that about you, and I hope that you can hold that because, you know, mm-hmm. we read in the at the checkout stands at the, gar- at the grocery store, like so-and-so um, is into trouble now and whatever, and I just wonder if their heart had started, you know, in the right place. It, it, it's hard to hold on to that because of all the things, um, but it's sound, you've got it's such a terrific upbringing, and your your heart's in the right direction, and you're coming at it from the, the right angle, so... I think you have a great shot at making a, a huge career and and and, Thank do, you. and doing what you love and uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, it's been an absolute joy to talk to you, and I'm so glad I could squeeze in you this too. time between basketball and and the rest of your life. So um, please yes, keep us in the loop. Um, and if something you know changes or whatever, uh, we'll have you back on, and we'll we'll update everyone on your on your growing career. Does that sound great? Sounds good. Thank you so much for having me, Jay. You're quite welcome. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye, Jenna. Bye. Thank you. You ain't woman enough. Take it away.